0: is brought to you by my new ebook i just want to write a book damn you can purchase that book if you're looking to be a writer and just need a little bit of a nudge in the correct direction you can find the book at www.payhip.com forward slash courtney lyric let's start the show it's your girl the thick writer chick thank you so much for joining me um i just gotta say wow like just wow you know i am I am in awe at what God is doing. I just thank you guys for sticking with me and rolling with me and being so welcoming. When I came back after being gone for like six months, I appreciate it. I'm on IG. In a week and a half, I've gotten over 100 followers. So just um, that's for my podcast. Just look for the Thick Writer Chick podcast on IG. Add me there. I'm now on Twitter. Um, You can add me at Courtney Lyric and uh, I'd appreciate that. Show me some love. Show me some love. Okay. Like I just mentioned, I do have a new ebook out. It's called, I just want to write a book. Damn. You know, uh, cause I know there are a lot of people out there who feel that way throughout the years. I've had so many people just ask me in general, how do I write a book? And I've never been the type to keep the information to myself because, um, well, in order for me to know, I had to ask questions. I'm not one of those types. So um, what I did was put everything in an e-book that's easy to read, easy to go to, you know, easy to just look at and follow the instructions, even if you cannot write a haiku. Like, if you can't write (laughs) two sentences that sound good, it's step-by-step easy instructions to help you take an idea from, oh, that's an idea, to an actual book. And I really think if that's something you're interested in, whether you want to write a nonfiction or fiction, definitely give it a check, you know, just definitely check it out it's from the heart more ebooks to come and I just wanted to put that knowledge out there um, in an easy accessible way for my peeps alright let's start the show so per you all's request I love when you guys are like tagging me and stuff I'm like watch this I love it but uh, so I watch black it a- black AF I, I want to call it a beep you know but uh, <laughs> technically it is called black AF um, It is a show on Netflix um, surrounding the writer and producer of the shows Blackish, Mixed-ish, and also the director and executive producer of um, movies like Girls Trip. I think it's Kenya, Kenya Barris is his name? Yes. Um, Yes. So um, it pretty much follows him and his wife and their six kids in their day-to-day life as extremely rich black people and um it just navigates through that his daughter is trying to put together a film to help her get into um to film school which i can definitely relate to because yes i do write books but i'm trying to ease my way into the film world so i definitely get it um <laughs> in fact um you know the the man who show who's the star of the show he's definitely an inspiration to me as well like i never put a name with the projects but i, I know of all his projects um I'm not gonna lie, I'm not crazy about any of his shows. Like I tried Blackish, and it didn't really do anything for me, so I never tuned into the other issues. Um, I've been told by like family members or friends that Grown-ish is really good, but I was just so kind of not really moved by Blackish. It just never, you know. I watched one episode of Grownish when they came out and they were dressed like a uh, Beyonce off Homecoming, and I thought that was kind of dope, but. Since I was so behind, that was like season three, so I didn't know. I don't know oh goodness, who was that out there? But yeah. <laughs> I didn't know what was going on. So, um, if I also if I sound a little clearer today, a little better today, it might be because a chick just got a new mic. You heard me right. I I've been rocking with the snowball. Uh, the uh, snowball mic for over a year, and it, it's been good to me. But I finally upgraded a little bit. I got the got the extended arm and the pop filter, and you know, I got me a new recording, uh <laughs> like a little new recording program to make things a little bit clearer. Like on those days I'm a little tired, it'll help my voice. So, um, yeah, your girl's trying to upgrade over here. And I thank y'all for sticking with me. Even I, I listened off subject, and I'm going to talk about the show for real. I listened to some of my old podcasts, y'all, like from the beginning, like the Bird Box episode. Oh, my goodness. My stuff was jumping. It was skipping. You know, thank y'all for bearing with me and still loving and still getting me. I'm almost at 1,000 downloads, y'all. So download it. Yes, download it. But um, I'm, I'm at over 980 downloads, which I cannot believe. Like I say, it's just I'm just amazed at what God is doing, and I thank him every day. So um, back to the show. <laughs> Y'all know I get sidetracked, but back to the show. So anyway, um, real life, he is definitely an inspiration to me. At first, I thought that this was like a docu-series, just a, a funny one i guess i wasn't catching on right away i thought it was kind of cute because oh okay so this is his family okay that's cool i didn't realize at first they were actors you know i was like okay cool this is kind of neat and then lo and behold everyone no one's related to him they're all actors so that kind of took the pizzazz away i was like oh kind because you know my thing is reality tv so uh i was like this is really neat but no no one's related to him um and anyway the show is titled Black AF and there have been very mixed reviews from the um from the black community. So a lot of people love it. They think it's great. Um think it's very witty, you know, something to watch and something to push, you know, for more seasons to come. And other black folks just ain't feeling it, and I can definitely understand both points of view. So on one hand, it's a black man doing his thing employing um, other black actors, other mixed-race actors, and and that's always a good thing. We want to see more blacks on television. Um, You know, we want to have our own thing. So I I feel you on that. Um, Was it just hilarious to me? No. Uh, Were there funny moments? Sure, you know, there were funny moments in the episodes do I feel like it is a real life depiction of black life? No. No, I do not. Because first of all, um the average black person is not worth and I quote $75 million. That's how much uh the main character is worth, Mr. Barris in real life. That's a that's a that's a lot of money. <laughs> so um that is his current net worth. So the average average black man, you know, cannot relate to the struggles of the rich. You know, um so that right there kind of kind of puts us in a, a standpoint of we can watch it and, and laugh, but we really don't know what you're talking about because these are rich people problems. You know, um, going to a five-star restaurant and you and your kids acting a straight donkey with uh, plates that probably cost $100 a piece. <laughs> we cannot relate because you 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 take your black ass and i hop and act a fool if you want and they are going to probably if they don't ask you to leave they will have you police escorted out we, we live in two different lives mr barris so um <laughs> there's there is you know there is such a thing as monetary privilege and yes you are still black but there is a great deal of privilege that comes with having money there's a there's a freedom that comes with that you know the average black person isn't pulling up in no orange ferrari or whatever that is he was driving you know so did I see my life, did I see my father's life in this show? No. I didn't. So, maybe it should have been called Rich and Black AF because, yeah. But anyway, um, and also uh, moving forward, um, back to the positives. Like I said, it's a black man doing his thing, using his gift to provide for his family, to put black art into the world. You, you can't help but love that. Um, does it try... I think probably the problem that a lot of people had with it is it tried so hard to be black AF. And if something is black, it's just black, you know? I guess if you have to scream from a mountaintop, I'm black, you know, I'm black AF, it kind of, okay, are you you sure? Or is that some sort of insecure, you know, way of overcompensating for your lack of blackness or what you presume is a lack of blackness? I don't know. There was an uproar on the internet on on black Twitter and on Twitter about rashida Jones uh this is the woman who plays his wife on the show with her you know um, on the show she identifies as black and she calls her a black woman, but in actuality she is not um she is a mixed race woman um to my understanding, Quincy Jones is her father, and you know people like him barry Gordon Barry gordy, they stayed with white women, so I mean <laughs> you know do i do i um definitely think it's awesome to have a legendary black father sure but are you a black woman okay let's um let's do a quick little you know let's pull out our good old old old-fashioned dictionaries right quick and maybe clear up some words that have really been mispresented to us over the past two centuries (laughs) and clear them up okay race refers to a person's this is like their physical characteristics, um, your bone structure, your skin, your hair, your eye color. Black people tend to have whiter noses, bigger lips, um, coarser hair, and of course we tend to have tan or darker skin. So if you have these physical attributes, attributes you are identified with the negroid or the black race. Rashida Jones does not have those things. She does not. In fact, other than that horrible wig they had upside her head, if I saw her out in public, I'd probably think she was a white woman. And there's no shame in that because, you know, there's, there's nothing wrong with that. It's like, back in the day, we kind of sham mixed people who would try and pass for white, even though it was just a survival tactic, you know, during, like, Jim Crow and slavery and things of that nature. But so we praise people today who are mixed, who identify with, I'm black, I'm black, I'm black okay that's cool but what about your white parent is it just f them or what about what about what about suma i mean she raised you (laughs) so is it just to hell with her because you want to be identified as black at the end of the day that's what race is you know that's what that's what race is it's if it look like a duck it sounded like a duck it's a duck not oh i'm half a duck and half squirrel so i'm a duck You know, what what do you appear like? I know that sounds very childlike, but it's a simple definition that people have just kind of mixed up with ethnicity and mixed up with heritage. And race is what I just said, physical characteristics that identify you with a certain racial group, period. So um, ethnicity, now this refers to your your cultural factors, you know, um, your nationality your regional culture, your ancestry, what language you speak. That's why you can have people like Amarla Negla who are clearly black, race, but their ethnicity is Latino. You know, they can speak Spanish all day long, but they look like somebody who stays up the block in Motown. That's because race and ethnicity are two different things. There are people who are white who are born in Africa, but guess what? You ain't black. (laughs) You're not, you are a white person with, if you want to say, African heritage, sure. <laughs> I mean, or you were region regionally born in Africa, but you're still white. So, um, and I think with the one, like I said, with the one drop rule that's been implanted in our heads since, fresh off the boat when people started getting raped because that's how mixed race came to be. You know, people take a lot of pride in being mixed and feel like it makes them, you know, when I was growing up, it was like, oh, she mixed. Ooh, you know, everybody wanted to be mixed. But let's be clear, mixed race, for the most part, is a product or a byproduct of rape. This is people coming, being brought from their homelands, being raped by their owners. That's really how that began. Not a very pretty tale, when you put it like that. So, um, you've got that, and then it's like, oh, she's Master Tom's daughter or whatever. She looks like him. She's black because her mama's a slave. But in essence, she's really mixed race. And if she were to go and have a baby with a white man, that child is most definitely white. So, um, a little bit off topic. I hate to burst you bubble. But, um, Meghan Markle. And little um, what's her baby name? <laughs> I don't know. It ain't no Tyrone. It's something definitely white, which fits him well because that's what he is. I've, you know, I've seen some articles calling him the first black prince and no ma'am, no ham. The baby is whiter than his daddy. He is not black. He's white. And sometimes you got to take it back to elementary principles. We don't call gray black because black is in it. We don't call gray white because white is in it. It's a mixed color. There's a name for it. It's gray. And it's no different with biracial or mixed race people. There is a name for that race, and it is mixed race. You can have, according to what I've read here on the internet uh, just recently, you can have more than one ethnicity. That's how you have people who are like Irish and Swedish or African and British or whatever. But you can only really have one race, even if it's a mixed race. Rashida Jones is not black. She is mixed race. Did I look at her portraying, you know, her character and see my mother, my grandmother, myself? Not really. I mean, she had it down. I think she had funny moments. I enjoyed her character. But the whole uproar on the internet was that she black. And they were like, well, Quincy, Quincy Jones is her daddy. You know. He is. And he likes white women. <laughs> and, you know, hence Rashida. So... You know, I, I saw this one meme on uh, Facebook that said, I don't care if her daddy was Shaka Zulu, she is still white. <laughs> I ain't get it. I get it. But, um, you know, not to get all super deep with it, but I don't even feel like them two little definitions I just gave you were deep. Like, it's pretty basic. Race refers to how I look. Ethnicity is what it's made of, you know. Where's it, where was it raised? at? What's the culture? What's the ancestry? Easy stuff. And... You know, just because your great great granddaddy was black doesn't means you get to identify as black, sweetheart. I mean, you could try, but you're still something else. All right. So anyway, that was a big part of the uproar behind her character, and a lot of people still felt like for the show to be black AF, there were very few black people, like just straight up and down black folks. Um, probably the daughter who was trying to do the film project was the darkest character they had and even she had the little Indian hair going on so um, you know at first when I thought it was his actual family I was like well that's cool he can't control you know at this point what the family look like but no these are actors so okay now when he went on Expeditiously which is T.I.'s podcast um, he explained that the reason he chose these characters is because this is what his actual family looks like like his current wife well they're divorced now but uh, Rania I think it is Rania Barris, she's mixed race. It's a very pretty woman. I think they kind of um, did her no justice with Rashida Jones because, the, um, you know, Mrs. Barris actually looks more black than Rashida. So, yeah, but, you know. So um, they have, I think, five or six kids in real life. And even the – I went and Googled some pictures of his kids, and even the kids look more black than some of these kids that they chose on the show. So it's just like, you know, cool. But if it's going to be black AF – it would have been nice. <laughs> it would have been nice if Mike Epps wasn't the darkest person in the entire series. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm, maybe a different title. He could have easily just surrounded it around his family, just like the Hughleys, the Steve Harvey Show. Like it could have been the Kenya, the Kenya Barris Show. My life is Kenya Barrett. He chose the term "Black AF" when it just wasn't. It tried very hard to be. There were very valid and good points made on the show. Like when the girl would go into her little historical PowerPoints and uh, just talk. I'm very glad we spoke on adultification because it is a very real thing. I'm glad that they spoke on how it affects black women from our safety right on down to our health care because it's very real. I know what it is like to be a a child and be viewed as a grown woman. And I do believe that my black skin had a lot to do with that. I'm, I'm fairly tall. I'm six feet tall. And I've been probably five ten since I was in sixth grade. So you have to you have to imagine being approached by men old enough to be a father, thinking that you, you know, are are their age, or, or they did they knew, <laughs> they knew. I mean, cause, come on, you know, I ain't get thick till I had kids. So I was a rail. It was like black olive oil. So I'm tall, I'm skinny, I'm gangly, but I'm fair game because I'm a black girl. I must be older than when I look. You know, I must not be twelve <laughs> because. <laughs> I'm black and I'm tall. You know, but I, I went to school with girls who were my height and who were white, and they were never approached by older men in, in their race. Or not, I'm not coming down on, you know, they were never approached by older men. I'm not coming down on black men. I'm just saying. I never saw them be approached as anything other than little girls who just happened to be tall. So I definitely think... Um, black girls do not get the luxury of being little girls or being viewed as innocent and i am glad they brought that up like i said the show was hella informal it had very uh, variations of very important um you know just little tidbits and nuggets of the more you know but um i I think maybe he just should have chose a different title my life is kenya Bears Same, you know, the exact same show as it is, explain to the public that they are a reflection of my actual life. I don't think anybody would have bothered at all. But when you are bold enough to put a name like black, hashtag AF, which for y'all that don't know stands for as F word, you are really making a statement there. And if you're gonna make a statement that bold and that eye catching, you kind of have to live up to it, you know, Rashida Jones yeah hmm something you no know. but um Anywho, so uh what what else yeah for the most part for me it just didn't reflect the everyday life of black people you know um did they talk about very valid things how black dads are viewed compared to dads of other races you know i I love the information I really do you know need more of it but maybe had they just tried to be a regular sitcom. The Okay, how do I say this? And I saw someone say this on Facebook, and I, I totally agree. We grew up with shows that were black AF. You know, when I think of shows that i saw myself in that i saw my family in or that i would have wanted to be part of that family i think moesha i think sister sister i think family matters even the fresh prince now they had a little bit of monetary privilege they did so more so maybe martin you know um the parkers i saw myself in those shows they were big bone black women with big noses moesha was dark-skinned you know fresh prince had a fade it was just, Martin was a little short, dark-skinned black guy. You know, he lived across the, you know, across the hallway from shenane And, you know, these, these shows were black AF without having to try so hard. Without having to push the narrative that, hey, my brother,
1: we black, you know.
0: Every, every second of every day, I imagine, even for the wokest of the woke, that must get very tiring because that is literally all they talk about in this show. <laughs> like for real it's like everyday wake up prove how black we are to whoever or prove how good of a or, or active of a parent we are to whoever it's so much proven they need to call the show proven put a little apostrophe on the end and take the G off to give it a little hood flavor we proven cause it's like we proven how black we are we proven how good a daughter we are we proving how good a husband we are wife we are you know just everybody proven like damn do y'all ever just live like were <laughs> there funny moments um you know, sure, sure. I'm trying to think, and I, I don't, I'm not trying to be rude, but I have to think kind of hard. When he met up with Tyler Perry, which I'm not surprised to see him, because that's another one that black people are on the fence about. It's some of us that love him, and some people can't stand, can't stand, can't stand Tyler Perry. He inspires me just like Mr. Barris does. In fact, more so. I'm really inspired by Tyler Perry, but it's his repetitive narrative of the despaired black woman struggling to get by, who needs her man, getting on people's nerves. It is. It is. So um <laughs> so anyway, there was an episode where he met up with him and he was so blue. Like if you follow Tyler Perry, I've never really heard him drop a F bomb. But he's been getting a little more blue in his films in the past few years anyway, but that's another, that's another thing, but anyway, he meets up with Tyler Perry, and Tyler Perry's just like, I don't give a F, I don't give a F, F these people, and I had to look twice, I was like, Tyler, like, eh? I guess he got a, show he black AF, (laughs) he's like, I don't don't talk about the Lord all the time, I don't give fuck I was like, oh, okay, okay, um, i did enjoy the episode where they brought the panel of black writers oh what a moment i just you know because like i say y'all stick with me your girls going places and it was like is it was ava duvernay the one who uh, the lady who did queen of slim uh there was another black writer i can't think of who he is off the top of my head but uh and they were like on a zoom call or something with him discussing a movie and i was like man this is a lot of black excellence in one scene you know um I was like, can't wait to the day that I'm on the Zoom call. But anyway, that was a good moment in the show. Another thing that they did point out that I think is hella valid, and it was funny, but I'm glad they pointed it out. There was some movie that they kept bleeping out. Wouldn't say the name of it, but it was like it was garbage. But because it was all black, it was like people were afraid to critique it because the world is so PC. It was like black people praised it because it was all black and then white people were scared to say it's garbage because it was all black and they didn't want to get viewed a certain way for speaking on black things. And do I think that happens a lot? Yes, I think it happens a lot. And so it was very bold of them to include that, um, you know, include that in this show because I do think a lot of black products that are Garbo get by um (laughs) simply because it's all black you know and how can we grow and as a writer i get it just like with tyler Bury, you know he said but you cannot grow as a writer if you cannot receive critique yes on one hand you don't want to give an f and you want to cater to your audience but also you have to be open to growth you have to be open to change you cannot wear the same pair of socks every day and think that they won't stink sometimes you got to change stuff up and um even with this particular man, Mr. Barris, like, is this to be his catalog? You know, outside of girls' Trip, everything else is black AF, black-ish, mix-ish. Like, is everything in your body of work surrounded by race? Now, one thing I will say about Tyler Perry is he employs nothing but black actors, but he doesn't have to stand on a hilltop and say, my stuff is black as fuck, a permalanguage. <laughs> well, I guess it slips. Because he just puts the black people in there, you know. Um, is, is the racial issue a, a thing? Yeah, it is. It is. And, and, things, and it should be spoken on. It should. But every episode, you know. I think, like I said, shows like Family Matters, Moesha. They spoke on racism and uh, police brutality and, you know, generalization and stuff like that as well. But they did it subtly. That would be like every fifth or fourth episode. All the other episodes were everyday life, and that is why we consider these shows classic. I'm going to keep it a book. Ten years from now, we are not going to be talking about Black AF. It is not going to be considered a classic. I think it will be back for another season, but that is because of the popularity, and it picked a fine time to drop. You know, it dropped during a pandemic when everyone's at home, so whether it was garbage or not, everybody watched it just to kind of see. I'm not gonna lie, now that I've seen the first season, it was a pretty short season, like six episodes. The ending was a little, yeah. You know, if a second season came out, would I be breaking my neck to watch it? No. I think it was super overhyped. It was super overhyped. Um, was it informative? Sure. Overhyped? Definitely. It wasn't that funny. It just wasn't. It was informative, cool, but it was a lot of, I don't know. I saw another person describe the show as... This is the type of show that uh, that you present to white people to try to explain black people. And even though it's called Black AF, I do not feel like it was really catered or centered towards black people. I just don't. I, I really don't. Like, our culture is so rich and vast, and I just didn't see very much of it in there. And even if in real life his wife, his wife is, you know... White as powder, you know, like that movie Powder. I still think he should have had him a big booty, pretty black woman with brown skin as his wife. It's a it's a television show. You know, it's not real. <laughs> it's a fiction show, and, and if it's gonna be a, a a documentary, then make it that. But it's not that. It's a it's a it's a scripted fiction show. So from my understanding a lot of the writers on the panel were white um now i did see that he wrote the first two episodes himself but you know don't be like tyler Perry, baby that's one thing tyler need to work on there's so many hungry black writers out here with so many good ideas and i say that because i am one of them yes You know, they got shows, they got scripts, they got characters that they've been just sitting on waiting for an opportunity, and because you got the money, you just and you want things to go a certain way, and it's your name, and it's your brand, and I get it. You putting out the same thing over and over again. I'd be willing to bet if I gave Blackfish another chance and watched a few more episodes, it probably would ring very similar to Black AF. So you just putting out the same show over and over again. Possibly. Now, I can't really vouch because I haven't watched, I didn't bother to watch Mix-ish. It didn't look, it didn't look entertaining. What's next? light skin ish Like, I don't know. (laughs) You know, so, you, utilize some of the, you want to be black AF, utilize some of these black hungry writers and directors. The ones who have no big name. Even the ones that do. He could have, he could have hooked up with Ryan Coogler and made something better than this. Anybody, you know, was, was Issa busy? They could have, she could have, you know, collabed. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But people, you know, we want to be sometimes the ones at the end of the day to say, I did it by myself. I did it my way. This is all me. You know, and if somebody else helps you with that or you collaborate with someone else on that, then you can no longer take all the credit. But that, But take it. If it's good or if it's bad... When the reviews come in, take it and take it all because you didn't want to collab. You didn't want to reach out and, and talk to other black writers and directors. Oh, who, who did he bring this script in front of and be like, y'all check it out and tell me what y'all think? And they said, oh, this is good. Was it a panel of black people? Or was it like, like he said on the show, was it a panel of black people who are on his payroll who would probably be scared to tell him this ain't it? Like, What? you know I just I don't know um it was straight to say the least I do think it was a bit overhyped it wasn't just the most hilarious thing I've seen no um honestly there's another show on uh Netflix I think it's called Family Reunion and if I had to say funny wise even though it seems like a little more of the you know daytime television it's actually a little bit funnier but it's not getting the praise and the hype and the, you know, um, the, what's the word? Okay, we'll just say praise and hype. It's not getting the praise and the hype and the, you know, all that, the attention, that's what I was looking for, of black AF, even though it is, it, it surrounds, and, you know, Tia is mixed race. Technically, i call her black because, once again, race is a physical person's characteristics. If you saw her on the street, you would not be like, oh yeah, she's definitely mixed. She could I guess Patch for Black, whatever, so, you know, I don't know, so it's just, if you liked it, I don't think there's a right or a wrong, if you got something out of it and you enjoyed it good, because it is an informative show, you can learn a lot, like I said, they, they did their little PowerPoint presentations, and would, you know, get us up to speed on different things, and it was very informative, that I did like, but would it be nice if the family would have just kind of chilled and relaxed? You know, it was such a power struggle between the wife and the husband. You know, it was it was always like I think it's I, I think they came out and said it. It was like they it didn't show them as a team. It was like I'm trying to be better than you. You're trying to be better than me, and I'm trying to do this, and you know, I'm trying to do that. Like even though she was getting things done, he didn't necessarily like the way they were getting done. You know, he felt like she wasn't really putting her weight anymore, and that she had got really lax and. You know, she felt a different way. Like, she wanted to do her lawyer thing, and I oh, don't know, Chad. So, I think, the, uh, I think the season ending ended with the two sisters kind of falling out. Um, the little bit older sister had got her a little boot thing, and the younger sister was just kind of left hanging. You know, talk about black AF. They literally ended the show vacationing in Fiji. <laughs> Can your black ass relate? No. I, Girl, <laughs> I thought Fiji was water. Uh, you know, it's just, it just doesn't represent the life of the everyday black person. Like, these are rich people problems. And it's, you know what? On oh, God. On oh, gang. Gang, gang. Somebody email him and tell him to change the show to Rich People Problems. And I promise a lot of this backlash he's been getting, he won't get. And the show actually is still, the title is still catchy and it's still reminiscent to the show. But you know, Rich People Problems sounds a lot less black and down and down with struggle than Black AF. Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like that was the that was the big dilemma of the last two episodes they couldn't decide whether they're gonna vacation are we gonna go to bahamas are we gonna go to fiji like this is not the typical problem of the average black family like have you looked around we're in a pandemic it's people literally not getting paid right now you know but um you go do this and you tell your dad you said you wanted to go to fiji and da, da, da. It's just i don't know now there were funny parts with like you know, the kids not being able to dance, and is that kind of a rite of passage in the black culture? Indeed it is. You know, you're just, it's just like, like she said, like she did say, it's like a security card if you can dance. You in there if you can dance, and I totally agree with that. When I was in high school, even though I could write, you know, I was the go-to if you needed a poem, if you needed a picture drawing for your girlfriend, I was the go-to, but I could not dance, and that's what I wanted to do more than anything, because nobody was getting at the parties, making a circle around the girls who could write poems. Okay. (laughs) They was getting like, Sierra was real big at the time. They was getting around the girls who could do the back bend like Sierra who could pop it, drop it, do the splits and the cry baby. And I was like, this is whack. So I get what she's saying. It's definitely a rite of passage to know how to dance, but this is, this is a new age. Like there's so many other ways of just being beautifully black as a kid, you know, as a kid, of course I was like, I need to know how to dance. (laughs) But there was there's so much there's so much beauty and blackness in all the gifts Like we are. We are so creative, totally off subject. But even during this pandemic, people have been harpooning on air quote, the negativity that black people have been presenting, you know, the videos going out of us doing this and the third. But look at how we rose to the occasion and started decorating masks, making masks, making TikTok videos, the don't rush challenge, making masks that match head rags, that match purses. I think I spoke on that in the last podcast. But you cannot tell me black people, especially black women, are not dripping in creativity in art. Because we are. The Don't Rush that was started. In, I don't care who doing it now. The Savage Challenge that was started by Megan. That's Diane. And she's a black female rap artist. The TikToks and the Don't Rush black family started that. So I gotta say yeah, dancing is like a It's like the hood, you know, the hood love a dancer. You know, the black folks love a dancer. But (laughs) there's so many other beautifully artistic ways to be black because I feel like we embody all the arts. So, um, for me, it was an... I'm actually watching Ozark right now, and it is three times more entertaining than black black AF. So, uh, you know, (laughs) I'm just going to keep it a buck. I think he should have explored other writers. It was a wee bit more corny than funny. Um... Is it something I would be breaking my neck to watch next season? No. And I don't even know if it's gonna have a third season. It's definitely gonna have a second one because it's been hyped up so much. But um, you know, me personally, eh. You know, two of the kids look white. I'm just like, where is the black ethnicity? But I mean, they got Rashida in this horrible wig. You know, I'm just like, I just didn't, I just didn't get it. You know, I don't know but um, <clears throat> hopefully that just cleared up a little bit of the confusion you know there were a lot of people that were just going hammer trying to just let, let me say this it's on subject but it's off I think any race is allowed to be the gatekeepers of their race if white people say you ain't white you're not white and, if, and and equally so, if black people say you ain't black, my mans. You're not black. You, you, you're mixed race, you know. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's no shame in that. You want to identify as black, cool. But please do not get offended with people like, if someone's like, hey, you're not really black. What you mean? Okay, you're right. I am mixed. I'm biracial. You got that. You know, Carol's my mom. Tyrone's my dad, you know. It happens. I had no choice in the matter. Appreciate it. You know, but bringing those beige tears and telling, you know, telling clearly black people about your struggle and how you never identified as this or that, it's real, and I'm not saying it is real, but in the light of the, the harsh raci- harsh <laughs> racism that darker-skinned people have received over the years, your beige tears about how you just was picked on because you was light-skinned and they called you late braid and they made fun of you because you were, were pretty and you had good hair, they just pale in comparison. They really do. So, um... Rashida can have several seats. She's... You know, uh... I don't... You know... If she feels any sort of way... Honey... Bye. You know... Bye. Um... I wonder if in the other projects that she's acting in... Was she so prominent about being identified as a black woman? Or what was she going for? You know... Mm, I haven't seen her in that now so... I don't know. But, um... Yes... So, honestly, it's one of those that was just popular. It had a really catchy, feisty, eye-catching name, which is smart and it's good marketing. But when you get a name that is so powerful is that you have to live up to that standard. And do I feel like the show lived up to the name? No. No. I think he probably could have called it, like I said, uh, Kenya Barris and Family. The Kenya Barris Show rich people problems like there are so many other still catchy titles he could have used that would not have um held him to this accountability of proving that the show was definitely black af because it definitely really was not um even in his panel of workers other than his you know stereotypical just dripping in stereotypes best friend who has the kids that he does nothing for and is always over his house There weren't, other than one pretty black girl, there weren't even any other black people that worked for him. Like, how is this black AF? sir? Like, you don't work for Kinko's. This is your business. Like, (laughs) you can hire as many black writers as you want, and even on the show, even on the show, he would not. But it's because, in all essence, I don't really think it was made to cater to black people. I don't care if it's called black AF or not. There's still so many white faces in that show. Because he needed white people to approve of it. Oh, yeah, I said it. He needed their okay on it. He needed them to laugh with us. Notice in family matters. I can't recall one, one white character. You know why? Because it was for us, by us. It was Boo baby. Okay. <laughs> well, you know, it might have been some little classmates here and there, but the whitest thing on there was Little Richie. <laughs> you know, because it effortlessly... Put black people in the front and this show is trying super hard to do that and it's failing but um you like it I love it will I be breaking my neck to watch season two no like I said I'm on Ozark right now and a part of me is about to get offended and be like I know black people here but you know what now that I every, everything doesn't have to be integrated you know we don't got to be included in everything because like i just said i'm perfectly fine with not seeing a single white face in family matters and i'm okay with there only being the one black face in ozark because i don't know no black people that live in that crazy little town do you hell no all that crazy shit i wouldn't be living there but anyway that's all i got for you today um definitely want to thank you for tuning in if you like it share it subscribe it you know, like I said, hit me up on IG, the Thick Writer Chick podcast. You know, you gotta do those little underscores. <laughs> so it's like the underscore chick, underscore, you know. So, and uh, also on Twitter, you can just look me up at Courtney Lyric. If you're interested in writing a book, definitely check out my new ebook. I just want to write a book, damn. And that's, again, is at payhip.com forward slash Courtney Lyric. God bless, and thank you for tuning in. Y'all enjoy your weekend.